Welcome to C3 Wellington. We're a community on a mission to live, love and lead like Jesus. For more information about C3 Wellington and to find out about upcoming events and services, visit our website c3wellington.com. We're so glad you're joining us for this message. We pray it impacts you today. Week one of our Aero series, and get to bring this message to you. And I'm just going to tell you straight out of the gate, I am all I'm doing today is setting us up. This is going to be a six-week message series. We've never done a six-week message series. Aren't they supposed to be three weeks or four weeks? I don't know. What do you reckon, Jaden? But we're going six weeks on this bad boy, and I'm so excited because here's the thing. Here's the thing. We want to encourage each one of us to be aiming for the target. We want to know, I don't, I don't, you may have missed the target in your life before. You may have fallen short of what you think is the mark of your life. But I'm here to tell you that today is a new day, that this year is a new year, and we're going to take aim together as a church and aim for the bullseye that God has set for us. Amen? So I'm really, really pumped about this. And so, you know, I'm, like I said, this is going to be like an introduction message, just set up message, because I think it's really clear that we identify right out of the get-go what, we are, what, we are trying to, uh, what we're trying to achieve in this message series. What are, the, what are the things that we, what is the arrow? What is the bullseye? What, is, what, what are all these metaphors? I mean, metaphors are awesome. Who loves metaphors? I love them, but ultimately they've got to mean something, right? They've got to help us. And so I'm hoping that this metaphor of arrows and targets is going to help you and help me this morning. Okay, so we've got the series arrows, and we want to be hitting the target of our, of the, we want to be hitting the target. And the verse, the key verse that we received for this message series was this. It was Psalm twenty-five, verse twelve, and it said this. My question, the psalmist asks, is what are God worshippers like? And your answer, God's answer to the psalmist was this: that we are arrows aimed at God's bullseye. So the first thing I want to say in this metaphor of bows and arrows and targets is, the question is, what is the arrow? And the answer is you. You are the arrow. I am the arrow. We are the arrows. And I love in another psalm, another psalmist writes, and this is in Psalm 127, he says in verse four, he says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. He goes on in verse five to say, blessed, blessed is the man <laughs> who fills his quiver with them. I've got six kids, man. I am so super blessed. According to the psalmist, come on, I'm abundantly blessed with my six kids. Come on, I've got a full quiver. But hey, the arrows are kids. The kids that maybe God gives us are our arrows that we want to shoot forth. As parents, we want them to hit the mark in their own lives. Come on, any parents hope that their children have hopes and dreams for their kids, you know. And look, guess what? You are God's kids. You are God's arrows. We're all God's kids, aren't we? We are the arrows. So the other question I have is, okay, if we're the arrows, what's the bullseye? Like, what am I trying to hit? What is the target? What's the centre? What am I trying to hit? Here's the the answer to what is the bullseye. The bullseye is this living the life God created you for. The bullseye is living the life God created you for. You were designed to live a deeply connected, wholehearted, purposeful, fulfilling life. 
That's what you were created for. God made you with intent. God made you with a plan in mind. God, God made you for a purpose. The bullseye is you hitting the plans and the purposes and the intent that God had for your life and for mine. Let me run through some scripture just to build this out. And I know if you've been around church for any amount of time, some of these verses will become like just common to you. But let me, can we just again, just come out, bring our hearts to the point to hear the heart of God in this, that He has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. Every single one of us. Let's have a listen to some of these great scriptures, coffee cup scriptures, bumper sticker scriptures, but awesome scriptures. Psalm 139 verse 16. Your eyes saw my unfold substance in your book were written each one of them the days that were formed for me when yet there was none of them the days that were formed for me that you wrote in your book Jeremiah 29 verse 11 for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I know the plans I have for you. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You're planned. Your life's been written down. He's got plans and purposes. He's got a plan for your life specifically. And He wants you to walk in, in them. Philippians 2 verse 13, For it is God who works in you both to will and to act to fulfil His good purpose. And Romans 8 verse 28, And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His Purpose. Come on, God has a purpose for your life. God has a bullseye for your life. And this is a series where we want to help each other hit that bullseye. Come on, you are designed to live deeply connected, wholehearted, a purposeful and fulfilling life. Come on, it's our desire, C3 Wellington, if you call this place home, and it's our desire that you would grow in depth in your spiritual walk, that we would make a spiritual difference in the lives of one another, that, there, that one another is so common throughout Scripture. God says that we ought to love one another, encourage one another, fan into flames the gift of that's on one another. We want to be this to be a place where your garden grows, that your roots go deeper, that, you're, that you look back and go, you know what, a year from, look, I look back and go, man, I've grown. In the Lord, the things that are happening, there's fruit on your life. That's so critical. That's, look, what are we doing if we're not doing that? Because I know this, that if you're growing in the fruitfulness of your life, it's because you're abiding in the Lord. And if you're abiding in the Lord, you'll bear fruit. So the fruitfulness is you're abiding. And if you're abiding, you're growing in your love with Jesus. And therefore you're growing deeper in Him. Guess what? Your feet are gonna move. Your hands are gonna move. And you're gonna become more like Him and you're gonna touch lives. Because you're called, you're called, I'm called. We're called to be on mission for Him out there. So the context of me and, and, and Bex and our pastors, let's create an environment where you will become more fruitful. So we want to encourage one another to hit that bullseye as a church. Come on, it speaks, purpose does speak to role, doesn't it? Like an assignment, a task, a job, a calling, a purpose, it speaks to role. But I'm here to tell you that the purpose of God is dual. It's two things. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Your purpose is both relationship and role. Your purpose is both relationship and role. 
Those things don't fight each other. Those things are in perfect unity with one another. But God is calling you into a relationship and calling you into a role, into a calling, into a purpose. We've got to get this order right. This is so important. We've got to get the who before the do. We've got to get the who before the do. Come on, Jesus prayed for us before He went to the cross. He prayed for you and He prayed for me in John 17. Such a beautiful prayer. And He's praying for those that are going to come. Those that are going to come. Those that, those that, those, those that are going to come in the future. You and me, He's praying for us. And He says this at the start of John 17 in verses 1 to 3. He says this, Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendour of Your Son said, I will magnify your glory. You have already given me authority over all people, so that I, may be, that I may give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. Eternal life is to know and experience you are the only true God. And to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. Did you hear that? Eternal life is to know and experience you are the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. Now Jesus purchased something for us on the cross. Namely, He paid the price and the penalty for death. As Paul says, death has no sting over my life no more. When I, when my, when I breathe my last, I go to be with the Lord. Death is no longer has its sway or hold over my life because of the blood of Jesus Christ poured out to me. I am now bought by Him, into, made into in His image, and I will live forever with Him. Eternal life. I absolutely stand for and believe in heaven and hell. We believe in the Orthodox. We believe in that, that you will leave your body and go to be with Jesus forever. But there's something that I love what he's saying about this. There's something in this in eternal life that are the pinnacle, the pinnacle of life, the apex of life, the highest height that you can climb, the greatest joy you can ever experience is to know Jesus Christ. I love him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 at the end of the love chapter, the love chapter in the Bible, come on, love is patient, love is kind, the love chapter in the Bible, come on, at the end of this beautiful love chapter, he ends it by saying this, it has this verse, he says, and this is verse 12 of chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, he says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Oh, come on, who can't wait for that day when we stand face to face with Jesus? Come on, that day when, oh my gosh, no longer, as Paul says, it's a dimly lit mirror. No longer is it like looking into this mirror, like kind of see you. And no longer is it like a long distance relationship. Anyone been in a long distance relationship? Come on, I love you, boo. You know, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you, I'll, I'll count to three and then we'll hang up together. One, two, three. Well, you didn't hang up, so, you know, come on. Long distance relationships, they're awesome. You can Skype now, that's awesome. You can see, but nothing beats being face to face with the lover of your soul, the person that gave it all for you. And you're gonna come into a place of understanding unconditional love like you've never understood before. And you get that forever, forever. Oh my gosh, face to face. Come on, the who before the do. 
relationship before the role. It's so critical that we get this right. The face must always precede the hands and the feet. God asks of this of our own lives, doesn't He? He says, don't look to my hands and my feet and what I can do for you, look to my face. I remember at the end of last year, going from 2017 into 2018, we were a young church. At that time, we were about six, seven months old. We'd taken on, uh, excuse me, eight months old. We'd taken on a second location in the city, which we'd only been doing for a couple of months. And it was hectic, life was crazy. We are this young church doing two services, one here and one in the city. And, and uh, man, we're just like trying to, get things going and, and keep things going. And, and it felt like a lot of tasks, a lot of things. And because there's a lot of tasks, you need a lot of people to do a lot of tasks. And so we were asking a lot of our team and, and they were given a lot. And, 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 and God just apprehended my heart over that Christmas break. And He said, you know how your relationship with me took a monumental, crazy journey when you understood my face when you understand resting in the relationship with me, when you understood how much I love, when you, pl- when you came close to the fire of my love and you re- realised that there's nothing greater than just being with me. Yeah, and you, and you understood what it means to be face to face with me. You, yeah, and you stopped sticking my hands and you said, God, where you wanna go, take me, wherever you lead, I'll go. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, do that with your people. Don't look to their hands and their feet. Don't look to what they can do. Don't look to, to don't, don't put value and weight on that. Look to their face. If you, if you see how the person I created, love the person I created. If you do that, God will take care of, I'll take care of their hands and feet. But you represent me to them. You represent my love to them. You show yourself, you show me through the way that you love. Don't see them as commodities. Don't use them for vision. Don't do it. It's a trap. Come on, it's a young player's trap, man. Because vision's awesome. Come on, we want to fill this place up. We want to see Jesus touch the hearts of people. We want to see people flood in and get changed and transformed. But come on, if this is the lot that we've got for the rest of let's do it together. Let's make this awesome. Let's do life together. Let's not worry about the, I mean, yes, there's an empty seat at the table. Yes, we want to fill, but let's not overlook the people at the table. Love one another. Love one another. And, and it's, so it's so important that we understand the who before the do. Because you see, the bullseye is relationship and role. Relationship and role. Come on, to see Jesus. To know and experience the love of Jesus. Come on, there is nothing greater. No experience, no experience compares to unconditional perfect love invading your life. And Troy, you can hit that track. I know this, this feels gonna be feel short, but we're gonna leave time at the end here. Just allow the Holy Spirit to minister this morning. My dad texts me, I'll read you my dad's text to me. For those who don't know, my, my father is a retired pastor and he prays for us. Don't you love the people that are just praying for you in your life? Man, so awesome to have people praying for you. This is what my dad said to me. Yesterday, Hi Steve, in my prayer time for you this morning, I felt to send you this note. I believe the Lord to say, in your Sunday worship, you are to wait on me. Do not be in a hurry to move. Don't, excuse me, do not be in a hurry to move on as I want to do a new work through you. Bless you, Steve. Have a wonderful weekend and a great service. Come on, how encouraging is that? You know, sometimes I feel like, hey, we've got to fill out 25, 30 minutes of preaching. Sometimes 40 minutes. I've got better. It used to be an hour at some point. You know, I've got better. 
lots of words to say. And we ain't done yet, but come on, relationship and role. The bullseye is both relationship with God through Jesus and an assignment, a purpose, a calling, a sweet spot. I love Jesus in John 4. When the, we talked about this last week when the disciples came back with food, Jesus was hungry, but all of a sudden He wasn't hungry anymore. Why? Because he's, He'd met this woman at the well and He'd ministered and He'd like got in a sweet spot and revival's breaking out in the city and things are moving and shaking because Jesus was where He was in that place to minister and He took a step. And out of that place, He felt fed. He said, I'm not hungry. My food is to do the will of God and accomplish the tasks that He set before me. There's something so fulfilling about accomplishing the purpose on our lives. You know, there's something so fulfilling. You know, yeah, it can be tiring. Jesus sat down, He was tired. Ministry and life and just making it from when we teach can be tiring, but there's something so fulfilling about when God says, come on, I want you to come on a journey with me to make a spiritual difference in the life of someone else. Man, is there any greater thing? I mean, you fast forward back to, go back, rewind, excuse me, fast forward, rewind back to heaven and you're meeting Jesus face to face and you're blown away. And then all of a sudden it says, let me introduce you to the people who through your obedience to the call and the assignment on your life are here with us. Is there anything on this earth in that moment is there anything that you would go back and say, you know what, I wish I could trade this for that. You would not trade anything to see those people touched by your life because you were obedient to the assignment on your life and lives are forever transformed. And that's the positive spin on a very heavy, challenging thing because I know there's gonna be those that we may not have reached so important that as a church, we challenge each other, encourage each other to go after the bullseye, to go after the bullseye. Okay, so let's recap. Okay, so who's the arrow? There we go, we're the arrow. All right. Okay, and the bullseye is your purpose. Your purpose is both relationship and role. That's the bullseye, okay. So awesome, Steve. So what the heck is the bow? <laughs> I mean, can we got to, we got to have a full metaphor, don't we? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. What is the bow? Uh, last year, because I can say that now because it's 2019. Last year, I had the privilege of being uh, a parent help on Lily's uh, year six. Year six camp, so year six camp. So I got to be Mr. Perrin Help when we went to El Rancho. Come on, who's been to El Rancho? Place is epic. And uh, all the Perrin Help got assigned one of the activities and I got assigned to archery. Yes, come on. I was pretty happy about that. And so all the, there was quite a lot of students and so they got broken up into smaller groups and they stayed with the groups and they did their groups, the activities in different groups. And so we would get eight to 10 students come through. Uh, you know, there was probably about 10 different groups that came through. And every time they'd come in, they'd sit down in the archery, in the archery um, shelter shed. And uh, we had this 19 year old German girl 
who was our archery instructor. And she, she, was, she, was, she spoke very good English and uh, she was on an OE. She'd like signed, she signed up to come from Germany to El Rancho because just like we send people over to camps, come on, shout out to my man Dakin who went to Canada last year to be a, a camp help. Man, those kids are blessed to have a guy like Dakin in their world. This, this girl came over to New Zealand from Germany to help out at our rancho and she was pretty good at archery. But you know, you wonder, eh? You wonder if she's like me and just like, I'll do that because I'll do anything and kind of a jack of all trades. So you like, you trust, you go, okay, I'll lean into this. And so all these students, just the first question is who's done archery before? And you know what, most students hadn't. Most 10 year old kids hadn't done archery before. There was the odd one that had, but most hadn't. And so she took everyone through the correct posture, positioning, how to align your feet, how to hold the bow, how to load the arrow, how to aim, how to pull back, how to release. And she took everyone through systematically how to shoot archery. And one of the things that really touched me was that most kids were a little bit nervous and apprehensive because it is a bit of an intimidating thing. But every single kid, every single kid that came through the archery hit the target. Every single one. My favourite moment was she would show them all the stuff and then she would grab an arrow and she would do it. And she, there was this one target that was way up on the hill, furthest one away, small target. And she would just go, and the arrow goes stink. And all the kids go, whoa. Like all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're listening to you. You're like, you, you know what you're talking about. Like, and it's like, okay, she knows what she's doing. She's not just filling in something at a camp. And the cool thing was, is that as these kids stepped up to the line, she would stay there and she would help them and she would, she would guide them through it. If they got something a bit wrong, their footwork or whatnot, she would correct it. She would help them and so that everyone hit the target. Come on, your lifestyle is your bow. Your choices are your bow. Your habits are your bow. The life you choose to lead is your bow. This message series is like that 19 year old German instructor. Come on, we wanna help equip you with the tips and techniques so that you will know how to stand, how to hold, how to load, how to aim, how to release the arrow of your life to hit the bullseye. That's what Arrows is all about. But it starts with a relationship. There's a verse in Hosea. It's very sobering and very poignant for this message and this moment. It's Hosea 7 verse 16. And it's God talking about His Israelite people, His people that have walked away from Him. And he's lamenting through the prophet Hosea about the way that they've turned from God. And he says this, he says about the Israelites, they turn, but they do not turn upward to the Most High. They are like poorly crafted bows that miss the mark. They turn, but they don't turn toward God. Come on, it starts with a relationship. We don't want poorly crafted bows. We want strong, sturdy bows. We want strong position footwork. We want to make sure that we are creating an environment and fostering and helping one another hit the target and hit the bullseye. Why don't we stand this morning?
Psalm 25 verse 12. My question the Psalmist asks, what are God worshippers like? Your answer, arrows aimed at God's bullseye. I don't know where you're at with your relationship with Jesus this morning. But He does. The Holy Spirit knows. And I know this much, He wants to pull you closer this morning. He longs. He longs for your heart. He longs for intimacy and connectedness. He longs to heal the broken places of our heart. There's only one that can fix us. There's only one that can mend us and that is God, the one who made us. And He wants to repair and put right the damage. He wants to build trust in you that you might trust Him with your life trust Him with the course and the heading of your life. His love for us is immense. It's overwhelming. It's never ending. It's unconditional. It's not conditional. I don't know if we could ever grasp unconditional love. A love that never changes and never sways, never, never, never wavers doesn't matter what we do, it never wavers. But you see, the choices we make create the bow of our life and they will dictate where our arrow goes, where our life goes. And so I wanna start and kick off this message series by giving you an opportunity to build back into that relationship with Jesus, to pull it back to relationship this morning.